Hey, Jesse Paul Smith here from my creative district. And in this episode, I get the unique privilege to sit down with Eris from Artipreneurs. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode because in this episode, we're talking about a summit that I had the awesome privilege to be a part of. It's actually going live here June 24th through the 27th. We talk with Eris about all the things that she does as a creative, the gap she saw in the marketplace, and how she is committed to filling that gap through this summit by helping artists, singers, dancers, any kind of creative you can think of, drawing, if you are a screenwrite, uh, screenplay writer, anything that you can think of, how you can start to actually make money from your craft before you actually get discovered. You're going to want to check this out. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the My Creative District podcast where we discuss how to channel your creative power into building the life you want, building the business you want, and making the impact you want. We believe creatives can live out a passionate and fulfilled life when they completely embrace their unique design and purpose. Want to turn your passion into profit? Stay tuned to hear from industry professionals, paradigm shifters, and world changers who have done just that and live it every day. This is the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. All right. I am super excited to get into this conversation. I had a chance to meet Eris here just recently. I heard about a summit that she's being a part of or that she has started and uh, she allowed me to be a part of it. I'm, I'm super excited because Every one of you that is listening right now, this is going to be a summit you are wanting to get involved in because what she's going to bring from a value standpoint is everything that every artist, every creative, whether you're a singer, dancer, uh, graphics designer, it doesn't matter. If you're a creative, you're going to want to hear what uh, Eris is putting on here. She started a brand called Artipreneurs, and we're going to talk all about why she started this brand and why she started this summit. So Eris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jesse. I am so excited to be here. I mean, just to be in the presence of someone who is so accomplished and uh, to be invited to be on your platform is awesome. And this is the kind of experience that I hope that every creative gets in the future. Well, you know, I think every, I think everybody's uh, got a story and I think everybody's story is valuable and, uh, you know, accomplishments are, are a resume. It's not about what you've accomplished. It's about what you've done with it after you've, you know, made those milestones. And so I love what you're up to. I love what you're doing with Artipreneurs, but I, I want to get some backstory. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, pre you starting your own brand, your own business, all that kind of stuff. So what got you involved in the arts? What, you know, what was the spark that lit the fire? right? Because, you know, it doesn't start out of nowhere, right? So when you're a little baby creative, right? And I say that's because I think like when you're young, you kind of know. If you're given something that's creative and all of a sudden you are just drawn to this for some weird reason, we know it. And uh, it was like that for me. I was a young creative and I started drawing and I, I was expressing myself through dance and I started to realize like, oh, this is a thing I could really, really get behind, you know? And so I did 
But when you're young, it's also like, there's no pressure. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to make a living with it. You don't have to think about, you know, where are you going next until you start talking about goals, right? So for me, it became quite apparent over my young years that I loved doing it and that I was going to want to do something in the future, but I didn't really know how it was going to work out. It was just this really big dream and uh, this idea that it could happen. Uh, at some point, though, you start to realize that you might have to make it happen. It might be you. It might be your efforts, your hard work, your ideas, and, and the ways that you present yourself. Um, I did go through a period of time where I kind of I moved out of, say, you know, doing so much of the drawing stuff. And I started exploring my voice, like literally singing, uh, doing voice work and finding ways to make that work as an income as well. Um, but I'm jumping ahead of myself. So I'm a multi-passionate creative. And I, I knew that there was something definitely in the visual arts. Then I started to realize there was more for me in the performing arts too. Uh, but putting all the pieces together, it never came in one step. You know, it never came in like one big aha moment, like, oh, I could do all of this. I could do any of this. I just need to know the tools. So I, I struggled. I struggled like a lot of creatives do to think about how my life could look if I had it the way I wanted it. And then I realized that some of the things I wanted weren't necessarily realities in the world. You know, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like, you know, the way that people are taught that if you just keep doing the amazing creative work that you do, that someone's going to discover you and make you successful and boom, all of a sudden you'll just have this overnight success. And then money's going to be thrown at you and fame and fortune will all come your way. But have, have you heard those stories? Like some of those stories are like the people who do make it, they regret that path because it is not what it's made out to be. Um, and I think that's, that's the problem. It's just a big fat issue with being told lies. And so when you started to discover this problem, how did you navigate through that? How did you start to combine all your pieces together? Where did you start? Because I believe there's got to be a starting point, right? Even if you've got multi passions, there's a starting point. Where was your starting point when you started to really decide, okay, this is the path that I'm going to go on? That's an excellent question. And for me, it was very unique. I was kind of thrown out there in the world. I feel very unprepared. Um, art school was out of the question, even though it would have been the obvious choice. Art schools are very expensive. And the thing is, there's no guarantee that you'll get work. So I ended up, you know, going to university, but I found a university that didn't really have all of the things that I wanted to be an artist. Um, they, of course, had the fine arts program. And I tried that. I started to realize I did not fit in that space. I just couldn't wrap my head around trying to create for the sake of creating and then hoping that someone would find value in me and what I had to share and begging and pleading to be a part of something. You see, there's like these huge institutions that are wrapped around these old industries for artists, no matter which path you take. So I watched all these people struggle through, you know, working on their craft, really honing their talent, but there was absolutely nothing to teach them what they were going to do next. I did not want to be that story. So I found an opportunity. It was a actually, you know, train you on the job kind of opportunity to become a graphic artist. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know those skills, but I was paid to learn those skills. And I think that's when I started to realize, wow, these are like desirable things. If you just choose the right piece of your creative outlet, there are ways to actually monetize it. 
And I had a mentor at that point. My mentor was the person who was teaching me and he had a freelance business and he started to show me. And this is where I think we, we all need this. We need to see the stories of people who have made it. We need those stories because they make it real to us. When I saw that he and his wife supported himself fully off of his creative freelancing job on the side and had this wonderful, you know, he still had a job clearly, but he was moving into that space right when I met him. And he was extolling the virtues of being independent and teaching those skills. And he started to talk about how you would do that if you were me, right? And so that was an amazing experience. Mentorship, I, I really feel like strongly that everyone needs the mentorship. Now, it may not look the same for everybody. And I was lucky enough back when to have this guy in my life um, on a pretty regular basis. But mentorship can look like YouTube. Mentorship can look like you know Facebook groups. And that's kind of the modern equivalent. We learn from everyone. Somebody can take you through that path like a coach, right? I started to realize that was a thing for me. And then I went through the process, an obvious struggle of becoming a freelancer, trying to create everything on my own, trying to make ideas happen, trying to hustle and find those clients. And that was hard in and of itself, but it was also rewarding. And I started to realize like there was something to this. Clearly, if I wanted to struggle the rest of my life trying to build something where I was the only thing that I could sell, I could only sell me, my time and my skills. So it was always contingent upon whatever I knew and what I could offer people at the time. Well, there was a big fat world out there of modern, modern business, of, of bigger picture ideas, right? And one of the most difficult lessons I had to learn was to realize how to step back and play to strengths, right? Because you'll never grow a business bigger than yourself if you're the one thing that you're selling. And so this is something I had to come to terms with. And then a few other things happen. And I'll tell you that, that after many years of being in that independent space and freelancing and trying to find the gigs and doing all that, I was so lucky because I got into what they call a hackathon. It was called Startup Weekend. And on a, in a weekend, you come together with virtual strangers sometimes. And you get on these teams and you say, I want to build something. I want to create a business around this idea. And you do it. Well, it just so happens that my team actually won. And we got put into an accelerator program. And it was there I really realized that for many, many years, I've been struggling because I didn't have systems and processes in place that would allow me to make the business work in a bigger way or in a different way. And when I started to realize that, that's when I saw that there were opportunities in front of me because entrepreneurship wasn't in vogue when I started. It wasn't like really hot, you know? In fact, the word might've been a little bit dirty, <laughs> but these days it's totally hot, right? People paved the way. The thing I saw the, that I saw was a problem in that tech space was just that. It was always about building some sort of technology-based business. It was always about the big goal. It was always about how can we exit and make a billion dollars because we sell to Facebook or something like that. And the artists were nowhere to be found unless they were the ones making the art for the tech, right? That's the position I found myself in. And I started to think someone needs to be a champion for artists. Someone has to be. And reluctantly, I felt if I was so strongly drawn to this idea and I didn't see it going on anywhere else, it looked like it had to be me. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I literally just had this conversation with another one of my guests on the show talking about, 
if you identify a problem that so many times I feel like creatives miss out on an opportunity because they've identified a problem that's in the marketplace, but they're not stepping up to be the solution. They want the problem to be fixed all while they have tried to continue to you know, go for that big goal, whether it's to get on stage with that artist that they want to tour with, or whether it's to get the record deal or whatever the deal is. This guest that was on my show from Collision Drumsticks, uh, Carlton, he said, you know, sometimes the path to get to your overall end goal, the way to do that is by making sure that you are the answer to the problem that you see. And what you're talking about is just that. I'm going to be a champion for these artists that need a champion. And so I'm curious, when you say that you want to be a champion for these artists, what, what did you start doing to be that for them? Well, at first, like many people, I thought tech was the solution. Let's step back. Let's make some sort of platform and let everybody use it, which, of course, there's some great tech out there. I mean, well, my version of it is through this brand, Artipreneurs. And it's not the only thing I've got going on, but... I realized that there was something I needed to do that was really going to speak to my own strengths and where I'm at with my life right now and what I want to do. So I decided to take all of the years of experience I'd had finding success and making money as a performer, as a filmmaker, as a writer, as a dancer, as someone who made craft, you know, I used to make leather and chainmail outfits and sell it, you know, to people who performed. All of those things gave me certain levels of knowledge that I think many creatives don't have. And I feel like championing for artists is giving us a space, right? But it's also providing the tools and the understanding and maybe even the platform to shine. To me, entrepreneurship is the answer to the starving artist problem because a starving artist problem comes from this romanticized idea that we are supposed to sit back and make art for the sake of art itself. Nothing wrong with that. But if you want to make a living, you don't just do that in hope, right? So no good marketer, no good business owner goes into business saying, well, let's just make some good stuff and hope that we make money to pay the rent, right? So artists really need a mindset shift. First and foremost, there's tons of stuff out there. There's resources and all kinds of people who talk about mindset. I want to give people the practical skills that give them the actual outcomes they're seeking. They want to make an income with their art. Whatever that art is, there's a way to make an income. I can tell you this because business models are interesting and unique and there's one for everyone. Maybe there's more than one for everyone. So that's what I mean when I say championing the arts and giving people an opportunity. To me, it's solving the problem of having to give up art or creativity in your life for doing something that is soul-sucking or you don't find as desirable or you know, it doesn't speak to you the same way. And I hear these stories all the time and it just, it kills me. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Yeah. And I, I, one of the things that I, you know, love about what you're doing and we're going to talk about the summit here in a minute is you understand that there are multiple ways to get to a desired destination. And I think as creatives, we have seen, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, we've seen some of these old traditional models romanticized. And so we hear about the big record deal that, you know, two, three years down the line, the recording artist becomes a millionaire or, you know, you see, you hear stories like Post Malone who, you know, cut a break because a couple of part people, celebrities invited him to a party and he performed and he blew up, you know, or, you know, you hear this, you 
time and time again, you hear these different creative stories of people that blew up because they were lucky to get down the commercial route. I, I don't like to use the word lucky, but they their their path led them down the commercial route and they blew up. But that's not the only way to be able to take, you know, what you have as a as a you know performing artist and and uh, you know, be able to, to make a splash on the world, whether you're a graphic designer, whether you're a, you know, maybe you're a screenplay writer, or maybe you're, you're an actor, an actress, like, you know, it, there's just multiple ways to get it. And like I've told people, I have been able to find myself on stages literally all across the world. I've performed in front of over a hundred thousand people in my career. And, and I did 98% of that outside of the commercial space. And it's being able to understand the different avenues that are available if you will just look. But as you talked about mentorship, being around people that are gonna actually give you the roadmap, gonna teach you the the ins and the outs of how to do that um, are so critically important to making that success. And, And not only a success as a flash in the pan, but longevity, because you can have success you know, in the short term, but if you don't have all your ducks in a row, you can find yourself quickly drowning if you're not careful. And that's what I'm super excited about this summit for, because I know that you're bringing a ton of different thought leaders and and people that are in this space that have experience, that have results, and they are going to be teaching people all the things that are necessary to create a platform. So let's talk about the summit a little bit. First of all, you know, where did you get the idea and what made you decide to take on this huge undertaking? If you don't know what goes into a summit, they are not easy to put together. There's a lot of work behind it. So um, talk to me a little bit about, about where it all came from. Well, speaking from experience there, Jesse, I know because you've done a great job on yours. Um, can we talk about fear for a minute? And can we talk about maybe naivete? Because <laughs> we're talking about artists, <laughs> artists who don't uh, they just don't know. They just don't know what they're missing. I think a lot of people don't take action out of fear, right? Well, how do you shine a light on fear? How do you erase fear from people's lives? I think it's through education. I think that we create stories or we provide stories that are already written to people. Um, and the summit largely was created to answer the problems that I think the broadest Uh, audience of artists and creatives have. First things first, the idea that they think they're going to need to give up a piece of themselves, something important that is key to who they are to be successful. And I interview people in the summit and people come and talk at the summit who can tell you differently. They can tell you stories of making them seven figures successful without giving up who they are without feeling like they're sleazy or odd or really weird for having done it. And they didn't have to change a lot of things around like their desires and their goals. They just had to look at life a little differently, you know, and they still get all of the same hate and they still get all of the same, you know, problems, but they handle those problems differently. And when we see how another person can navigate the same problems we're facing as artists, but in a way that gives them a different outcome, I think that's super important. So the summit was born out of the idea that we needed to see and hear these things. And it may be illustrated through someone's actual outcomes. It might be illustrated through their struggles. 
you know, people feel alone a lot. They often feel like they're the only one struggling with this one problem. Uh, and my speakers are, they were so amazing. They are willing to open up and, and say like, I'm still doing this, but I want to share with you what I learned right now, even if I just started. And that's another thing that's kind of, it differentiates my summit. It's because we do tell just about all the stories. Like you, I believe that everyone has a story and every story is amazing and we can learn from everyone. So I do welcome some of those people who are beginners, who are just working through the process. In fact, I think it's super powerful because it's really hard to gain beginner's mind when you're an expert or a professional who's been doing it for years. You forget what it was like to be that person who just started. And heck, you, you might not even know that the different experiences of today versus when you did it maybe 10 years ago or something, hugely different. But the principles are always the same. You know, people are people. Human nature is human nature. And I'm hoping that we can overcome that human nature and we keep moving forward with technology and we keep moving forward with a connected world. Well, those are powerful things we have at our fingertips. So the summit is amazing. I'm going to have uh, artists from all different disciplines as people like to say disciplines. I just say creative expressions, outlets, uh, whatever it is. So we got musicians, we've got writers, we've got people who paint and draw and uh, filmmakers are represented here. Comic book artists, animators. I mean. To me, that is like, that's where I want to live. I want to live around these people. So I kind of am creating, I'm creating my own dream. I have to admit it. Like it's my own dream to have a circle of people who are this amazing, who are actually doing something in the world and we're making an impact and we're changing the way we see the world. So that's what it's about. Um, it's taking place June 24th through 27th, completely online. And I think there's power in that too. Right now it makes it easier for me too, to not do a physical event. That's huge undertaking, but it also is so accessible. Last year, we were able to welcome 450 attendees from 25 different countries. These people came from all over the place. And I could tell you there's artists and creatives all over need to hear these messages. So we kindly give them the opportunity to have a free ticket, which um, I'm sure that you have the ability to share that with people and you will. Um, and that's largely because my my speakers and my guest experts, as I like to call them, are so generous and giving of their time and they don't want a huge thing in return. They want to get the message out. And I think that is why it's so powerful. Yeah. If you want to find out more about the, the summit, we'll definitely have a link tied in the show notes. But if people want to connect with you a little bit more, Eris, and want to learn more about you, what you're doing with entrepreneurs, how can they find you? Well, I have a presence on a lot of different social networks. Artpreneurs is a unique name. If you spell it A-R-T-A-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S, you can find it. The website is also artpreneurs.com. Honestly, though, I'm welcoming people into my Striving Artist Club over on Facebook. It's a free group you can join and get to know some other striving artists who are actually working their careers and businesses step-by-step step, every day. We try to connect and talk about the problems we face and get through that. So if you want to join, that is a great place to start. Otherwise, feel free to follow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure and put all uh, links to all that in the show notes, but I'm super excited about what you're doing. Super proud that you were, uh, you know, that you've stuck with it, that you've pushed through it because these summits are such a huge undertaking. And I know that there's going to be a lot of creatives out there that are going to benefit from this because I know the type of content that you're bringing is, is, is what is going to not just be something that people consume, 
but they, it can actually, they can put it in action and actually see results from it. So again, thank you so much for not only allowing me to be a part of it, but being willing to put in all this work and effort to be able to serve the creative community. We, we really appreciate it. So again, if you want, make sure you, you head over to artpreneurs.com, check out everything that uh, Eris is doing there. And again, uh, check out the link in the show notes to come and grab your free ticket. Hey, it's, it's free. You're going to want to be there. If you're talking about wanting to start a platform, wanting to start a business, wanting to build a brand that you can actually make a living from, instead of just thinking about it in your cubicle, doing work in your nine to five, you're going to want to attend this summit. So Eris, thanks so much for your time and being willing to come on and chat with me today and for all you're doing with the summit. We really appreciate it. Jesse, it's been my pleasure. Heartfelt thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Here, we turn your passion into profit. Follow us on Facebook and stay tuned for another episode of the My Creative District podcast.